0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of our trophy, to Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers at home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out. Looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nijan Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. are a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. And trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Nielsen. You know. th- I know this. Jajar Kera from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Archibald Rich
1: Mike Smith, Leon Settle. This is Conor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this
0: is Oilers Now with Bob Stopper. Brought to you by Digitex, office supplies at huge savings.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A.
1: What a stop me by Miko Koskinen.
0: Now, Bob Stoffer On the official station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chat. years of age was possible. on this date. we had got a lot of show for you today. Oilers well, now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy your lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up in three minutes time, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Dave Tippett, will join us on winners now it is a tuesday mark specter will follow dave up mark Spector's appearance is brought to you in part by horse racing alberta presenting live racing each friday and sunday evening at century miles spectator access limited by the COVID restrictions at this time but you can watch and wager online at hpibet.com so dave tippett in two minutes' time, 12.10 today, I know whether it's now. 12.35 to 135 today, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta, and a 135 Sportsnet Color Analyst, former University of Calgary assistant coach, former San Jose Sharks assistant coach, Drew. Remenda. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780 496 All slot machines, table games, and the poker room open at the River Cree. They've got individual dividers with plexiglass between each of their slot machines as well as at the poker tables and in the poker room as well for all the table games in the poker room. Uh, one of the many steps the River Cree has taken is to follow AHS guidelines. Be sure to try one of their nine dining options as well, including the brand-new Italia, where you can enjoy two-for-one entrees at Italia on Wednesday and Thursday. The River Cree Resort and Casino, Alberta's premier resort destination. And you can text us on our Ashley 5 Floors text line at 780 Ashley, fine floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter, at Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott setting things up for us momentarily with Dave, at Brendan with two E's and Escott with two T's. So lots to get to on uh, today's edition of Now. Yesterday, John Shannon, Lance Leizowski, uh were on, and we'll get to some comments from them a little bit later on, on our Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear when safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And without further ado, uh, we are pleased to be joined by today's headliner today for touchback safety. From fall protection to forklift training, trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety's their goal. Edmonton Oilers head coach, Dave Tippett. Dave, it's Bob. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing today, Bob?
0: Good, good. Thank you for uh, taking time to join us on Oilers Now. Uh, no look, now that you've had some time to decompress and uh, maybe too much time in terms of what we traditionally think in the hockey uh, world, uh, I'm sure you've had a lot of uh, opportunity to evaluate the season that was. And and maybe just give us your thoughts on how you sort of uh, saw the overall body of work that you saw to your group this year
1: well i think in the regular season before the uh the shutdown you know i thought we really made strides there was uh you know you go into a new situation whether a new gm new coach and you're trying to get to know everybody you're trying to figure out what you have and i thought we made some uh, some good progress through the year um a couple dips here and there but you you kind of learn about people um found some strengths of our team recognized some weaknesses and uh i thought we were going the right direction when we when it got stopped in in the spring we had uh we had tweaked a few things and felt like we had a pretty good handle on our team and uh we, we were, felt like we were moving the right direction and the stop and we came back and it was disappointing the uh the, coming back out of the break um you know we just the uh, our our mindset our our focus that first game was disappointing. We got down early, and we chased the game, and and uh, all of a sudden there was you could everything we kind of built. We, you could feel like they were second guessing. So the rest of the series, I thought we uh, we played well enough to win it. Uh, I didn't like the way we defended at times. I thought our goaltending was very average in the in the it was very good in the regular season and very average in the, in the play in. And uh, and we just made too many critical mistakes at wrong times that cost us uh, cost us the series against Chicago. So that was disappointing. The other part of it, uh, some some real strong um, parts of the year. I liked our special teams. Uh, when you talk about evaluating your team, there's certain things that you know that if we're going to go to the next level, we have to get better. Uh, we have to be a better five on five team. We have to be a better defending team at, uh, at 515, and those are things that thoughts have been going through my head for the last couple months here
0: all right well uh you know what lots to dig into there so let's start with maybe some additions and how they can potentially change the five-on-five because the two centers you rolled with in the third and fourth lines uh during to start the uh playoffs the play-in series those guys were challenged five on five in true five-on-five situations they did a great job in the penalty kill it needs to be stated riley shane and jujarek arum do you think you have a different dynamic by bringing in Kyle Turris on the two year deal, you've had Kyle before, not just in Arizona, but at the World Championship
1: as well, Dave. I do. What we're looking for is, uh, you know, the NHL is really, I think it's gone to almost a top nine forwards and then a, a role playing fourth line whether it's an energy line or penalty killers or whatever. And we were kind of, you know, top six and bottom six last year. This, uh, with bringing in Kyle and with the addition of uh, Puli arby I think, coming in, uh, we'll get to where we have feel a lot more comfortable with a top nine in offensive situations and five-on-five situations. And you're... Um, you know we've got some real good penalty killers between uh, JJ and and Archie, uh, you know that can can play those role role positions. But just having a top nine and and the sentiment is really the key to that, and because he can drive a line. I had uh, Tourist as a young player in Arizona, and then I uh, had him in in uh, World Championships in Belarus about four or five years ago, and he played in the exact role that I envision him playing in with our team in that tournament and he was excellent we used him as a veteran sermon face-offs on the right side and he added some offense but he also was a real real smart player in all situations when we talked to him uh, I had a chance to talk to him before we signed him those are the things we talked about and he was very enthused about the opportunity to play in Edmonton and uh, thinks our team is one of the ones that are moving forward so He's excited to come. His family's excited to come to Edmonton, and I think we'll get a real good
0: player out of him. It's interesting. The year he scored 27 for Ottawa, he's basically a Nugent Hopkins spot on the one-three-one, but a right shot, not a left shot. Scored a bunch of one-timer goals. Uh, I, I recall he didn't do a ton of penalty killing last season. Is it fair to say he's going to be given that opportunity carrying forward with your team?
1: Yeah, he didn't do much in Nashville at all. He used to uh, more in, in uh, Ottawa. But uh, and when I had him in the World Championships, he was uh, he was a good penalty killer for us. so uh, situational stuff. has, uh, you know, he just hasn't been put in that situation. But that's something that we're going to rely on. He'll um, you know I see him touching both sides of special team. and uh, our power play was really good. I don't you know anticipate a lot of changes in that uh, in the forward positions. But but we needed a, a second unit, a centerman on a second unit coming out. We'll. Um, you know, I think a second unit will get more time if you have a legitimate centerman coming out of it. And when you have a power play like ours that stays, you know, a minute 30, sometimes minute 40, sometimes depending on if they have, they have so much zone time, they're in there a long time. Your next line coming out, it has the ability to be a second power play unit, but if they don't get a lot of time, it ends up being you need a line on the ice that can be ready for the other team's top line coming out and those are things that uh, the tourists can do so he's going to be a nice fit for us
0: it's interesting as we're joined by orders head coach dave Tippett, bob Stoffer, with you in orders now you mentioned uh you know you're maybe trying to create three offensive lines obviously you got mcdavid and leon driving those top two lines at center uh and you reference yes Yarby. So uh, I, I find this that like, like kind of interesting here, um, because we don't really know. I mean, what sort of information do you have on him? How can you tell anything from the conversations? You, we know you've had some um, some calls with him and that sort of thing. Can you, you tell whether or not he's matured as a guy? Like, what can you tell us, Dave? Well, it's interesting because I
1: didn't. You know, I'm just going on hearsay. What I heard from before, I didn't know uh, Jesse at all. Um, we started having conversations in the middle of the year last year, and uh, between uh, Ken Hall and myself and his agent Jesse, just to get to know him. And as those conversations uh, moved on, we, um, you know, they, the conversations we got more comfortable with each other. Uh, I've watched uh, most of Jesse's games this year. He's playing very well, and have chance to talk to him a little bit he's you know he's an interesting guy like i say i don't know what happened before um i've heard stories but he's taken a lot of responsibility for that himself he knows he uh, came over he was a young guy uh, didn't know the language lots of uh, things to learn and not just not just on the ice but lots of things to learn off the ice and it, it overwhelmed him a little bit so he's gone home. He, uh, you watch him play now. He's a different player. He's he could, he's just a dominant player in the Finnish league right now, and he's taken responsibility. His English is good. He's anxious to come over and prove that he can be a good player in the best league in the world. He's willing to play anywhere we want him to play, play any role we want him to play. He just wants to come over and fit in and be a good player for the Edmonton Oilers. And right now, like in watching him in Finland, he's top power play guy. Top five-on-five five guy, they even got him killing penalties over there. So he's a, he's a much more well-rounded player, and uh, that happens. That's just maturity in a player. And for him, it's
0: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: It's maturity as a as a hockey player and maturity as a person. And I think we'll get a much better player coming in here this time. We're joined
0: by others Head Coach Dave Tippett, Bob Stoffer with you in Orders now.
1: Dave, uh, I did not understand
0: the full severity of uh, Oscar Clefbaum's challenges. Uh you know i recall after you guys swept florida and carolina back-to-back games mcdavid wasn't with the team at that time but uh oscar played like 55 minutes in those two games i remember seeing you on the plane and you're like he's going to be gone for a while he's getting a little uh he's getting a procedure and he was out for the next three weeks so he's obviously was dealing with something all year sounds like you know we've had ken holland on and it doesn't look like he'll necessarily you can count on him being with the team next season um Completely different type of player in Tyson Berry. Just your thoughts on, you know, the sort of the conversation you had with Tyson and the fit with Tyson here in Edmonton, and maybe how you plan to sort of defray the the lost uh,
1: major minutes that Oscar Clefbaum plays. Well, first of all, with Oscar, yeah, it's it's funny. We knew that uh, as the season was going on, he was struggling uh, with his injury a little bit, and we laughed at he was he had it set up where he's going to go see some doctors at the end of that trip so uh, jim uh, Jim for and i went to him we're going to maximize what we got for a few days here so we played the heck out of him there and he was laughing and then he went to see the doctor but his shoulder has uh, deteriorated a little bit he's going to continue to get it looked at here i don't know exactly the plan for him but uh, as we get closer to the season starting we'll we'll, uh, probably finalize some kind of plan for him but that being said, if he's not here, he did a really good job on our power play and just kind of quarterbacking it. We thought um, Tyson Berry would be a great fit. Um, there's a couple things with Tyson. One, I think he's a, I mean, he's got kind of cast into that power play offensive guy. I think he's a good two-way player. I think uh, you know one of our things with five-on-five five is we didn't play with the puck enough, so you end up defending too much with tyson the way he moves the puck and the way he can carry the puck up the ice he uh he might not be the best defender in the league but he doesn't defend as a lot of other guys do because he moves the puck well and move out of our own end so he's a guy that a with cleft bomb question mark he'll come in uh, give our power play a little different look with a right hander instead of a left hander but yet uh, is very adept at running a power play, and he's excited about that part of it. But he's also excited about trying to make our team a better team and, uh, and a better 5-on-5 team. So I just think he's a great fit for us. Uh, he's a right-hander that, uh, you know, we, we need a, another right shot going in uh, on that right side. And we've talked about the pairs, who's going to be with who, and, uh, you know, that'll sort itself out as we, as we get into camp. But he's excited to be here. He's a, a player with lots to prove right now. And both him and Touris, both are, in the conversations I've had with them, they're they are excited to be in Edmonton. They have a lot to prove. Very motivated players. So those are the kind of players you, as a coach, you like coming into your lineup.
0: You know, Dave, it's interesting. There was lots of excitement around those two players when they signed. Uh, and both probably took a little bit less than, well, we know for a fact they did. So, uh, but one of the. Topics that consistently gets brought up on our show on a day-to-day basis is the fact, especially after the challenges that the Oilers occurred in the play-in series, is that the, the the combination of Koskinen and Mike Smith is back. Now, I have my theory on Mike Smith, but I you know you've got history with him. Just you know, can you maybe speak to your your comfort level and? Uh, you know, your thoughts on having Klaskin and Smith on a one-two punch, and should we maybe not look too much at what occurred in the play-in series? Or, you know, where are you at with, the,
1: with that tandem? Well, our you know, Ken and, and all our staff, we did a lot of due diligence on goaltending out there, and there's uh, there was a lot of guys available. Um, you know, we did lots of talking between uh, uh, us and uh, lots of different parties around the league. And that's an area that that we thought if we could find a uh, somebody younger that would uh, uh, go with cost in, uh, that's an option we would look at if the right person came along. That right person wasn't out there, and uh, so we went with a guy that we knew. And really, if you look at it, our goaltending during the regular season was was okay. It wasn't a, that wasn't a detriment to what we were trying to do. We need to be a better defending team, five on five in front of those goaltenders, and uh, and not leave them uh, on their own as much. If we do that, they'll be they'll be better goaltenders. But Schmidty, we looked at a lot of different guys that would fit that role. And uh, we decided to go back with the guy that we knew. He wanted to come back and, and really prove that uh, he can still play. And the tandem of, of Koskinen and Smith is Koskinen is a quiet, very reserved guy, just goes about his business. Schmidt has got some fire. And our dressing room needs some fire. He goes in there, whether he's playing or not. He's, uh, he's one of those veterans that come in the room, and he'll hold people accountable whether it's himself or other people. So I like that little bit of fire. And so, like I said, we looked at a lot of different options. We decided to go back when uh, uh, when all was said and done. We went back to the two guys we have, and we think that they're going to be a good tandem for us, But we think we can play better defensive hockey in front of them also. You have
0: more information right now with Yamamoto and Bear and Caleb Jones than you had a year ago. Uh, you've also added tourists, Uh, Paul Yarvey's back, and uh, and the organization re-signed Tyler Innes to a one-year deal. Are you more comfortable with what you have specifically up front? That uh, you know you you can play a better five-on-five game because you simply have a deeper group of forwards.
1: Well, I think we do, and you know it goes back to the first year you come in, you're not sure what you have, and then as you go through, you're trying to improve your team, and I think we've done that, especially like you say in the forward group. just giving ourselves more options in different situations, and uh, you know Tyler Ennis is back. He had a tough injury there. He's back. He's already skating. He's uh, he'll be ready to go. Uh, we talked about Poulter, Ravi, tourists. and um, I think you'll. Uh, I think Gaetan Haas will continue to move forward. He's over in Europe playing right now. He's played very well. Uh, Nygaard is, uh, has been hurt again. Uh, just our depth going into the year. I feel much more comfortable with it at, at uh in the forward group and that's the other thing that people don't you know we talk about the play-in round and you can talk about our goaltending and we didn't defend very well and there's some situations but the other side of that is we had we had some young players there like that was yamamoto's first kick at any kind of playoff action. It was Bears' first kind of uh, playoff action, too. And both of those guys, you know, they had, they learned some hard lessons during that series about how uh, how difficult it is to play in the playoffs. So we feel comfortable with our forward group. Our young players, I think, will be better. We've added some good veterans, and, um, and I like the direction that, that we've gone this summer. Do you have
0: any idea? Like, how do you plan for something where you don't know? You don't know what the landscape's going to be. How do How do you do that as a head coach with the group?
1: You know, it's interesting. We we uh, we have a weekly conference call with all our coaches and try to stay up with it. Just try to you know stay up with the news of the game, and touching base with players, and just making sure everybody's thinking the right thing. But it is a lot of unknowns right now. Lots of unknowns. You know, for all. Now that they pushed it back to January 1 at the the earliest start, it gives you a little bit of sense that it's more realistic. I didn't think December 1st was going to be realistic. So then you got the insecurity. Well, if it is defense December 1st, it would be getting ready. But now back to January. And, uh, you know, there's lots of things to iron out. But for the most part... I'm, I'm really glad that this didn't happen last year when you're coming in and you don't know anybody. <laughs> At least right, I know what's right. going on now. That, that part of it is, uh, is going to be a lot easier. And, uh, and I think we'll be motivated to come back. I know Connor and Leon, I've had good conversations with them. They're both very motivated to get back up and going. And uh, you know, So we'll just plan accordingly, and when we get the green light, we'll be ready to go. Well, I think depth could be a factor in a
0: compressed schedule, Dave. And uh, sounds like the team's got a little bit more of that up front. Uh, and, and the other thing is, you got two goaltenders that can theoretically each play at minimum half the season schedule, which yeah, not every team exactly. not every team has that, right? So that's
1: a factor yeah. as well. And don't D- don't uh, don't forget we signed Forsberg too, who is a legit number three in the NHL. You know, he's he's the guy that has had some action before. Yep. And um, you know that was a, that was a real good signing. Keith Keith Kretzky did a real nice job with some of the signings we had uh, for for our depth players. And like like you say, Bob, this is going to be a it'll be a key factor in a shortened season. Dave, we appreciate the time. Thanks for giving a chance to catch up with you. Okay, no problem. Sounds good, Bob. We we'll look forward to uh, getting back at it as soon as we can.
0: All right, that is Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. He's our headliner today for Touchback Safety. From fall protection to forklift training, trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. Uh, we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.